Hello guys, I fancy doing another video this year and this one is to actually sum up the whole year a whole 2019 roundup rather than just the monthly ones and I'm going to go through month by month and then any observations at the end I'm going to have a little chat about so January was the first month of the year obviously and back then, way back when we still actually got more than two games so the games that month were Steep, which is an extreme sports video game, which includes, it's it's based in the mountains, and it's mainly about skiing, snowboarding, and other types of sports like it. And the game is online, and it consists of races, challenges, and stuff like that. And then the more experience you get, the more you unlock new challenges and stuff. I think it's a pretty fun sports game. I think it's well laid out. It's... It's kind of open world on the mountains. You can even do some navigating and stuff like that. Um, I think anyone that likes the mountains in general who does these kind of spots might like this game. Portal Knights is a survival action RPG, apparently. But it is also like a, a Minecraft type game. I think this was a good one to add so that there was something for young people to play as well. Especially in January when people might have just been getting a new console so I think that was a good shout and I don't think they've ever put Minecraft on so it's about similar well I was gonna say it's about as close as it gets it's similar that was Portal Knights and then the third game on PS4 that we got was Fallen Legion Flames of Rebellion which is like a side-scrolling style action RPG Um, the combat was very unique in this one um, I can't really explain it. It's easier to just try it for yourself. And the story was intriguing. And this one was also a cross-buy with PS Vita. Now, the other games that we also got that month was Super Mutant Alien Assault, which is also PS Vita. No idea what that is. And then we got two games for PS3 as well, which was Zone of the Enders HD Collection and Amplitude. Again, I have no idea what either of those games are, but... It makes me miss the time when we got random games like that. <laughs> it's quite a varied month. Quite, um, kind of some, maybe not something for everyone, but definitely a variety. February was the last month of having multiple games like that. After that, we just got the two. So, the games we got in February were For Honor, which is an online melee action game featuring Vikings, Knights and Samurai. That was a fun game. I really liked that one. It had very unique combat. I feel like it's quite a steep learning curve if you want to master it. But even if you don't want to master it, there were some really cool online mods. And there is an offline mod as well where you can just do the story. So I do think that one's worth checking out. Hitman is a sandbox stealth video game. It's episodic and obviously we got the whole game included in this. So basically you go into a level, you have a target. And then you can choose however you want to kill them, basically. You can look in the menus and there are challenges and it can give you ideas of different ways to kill them. If you want to be a completionist, you can do them all. And that really helps you get your money, well, your money's worth. Um, really helps you get a good time out of this game. It like kind of opens your eyes to all of the options that there are because there are quite a lot of options. And some of them are funny, some of them are harder than others, some of them are easy. It is fun to just have a play about. Like, <clears throat> my recommendation is 
going to each level without looking at anything just do it how you think you would do it have a look around study whatever you need and then once you've done it then you can go back and start trying out all the other wacky options then the third game that we got for ps4 was rogue aces which is a 2d air combat dogfight roguelite <laughs> i would have called it an arcade game i don't know it was you fly in an airplane and i crashed a lot <laughs> you had a certain amount of lives if you lost all your lives that was it kind of done so that one was all right to just pick up and play if you wanted to play a bit of a, a fun little game nothing too serious and i know there was more to the game that i didn't get to but that was also a cross buy for PS Vita and I imagine it it's well suited to the Vita to be honest. It feels like that kind of game that you can play in your hands, handheld, while you're out and about or whatever. Like I feel like it's better suited for that rather than the PS4 personally. Then we also got Dive Kick, which is for the PS3 and the PS Vita. Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots, which is PS3 only. And then we got Gun House, which it says that it's for PS4 and PS Vita, which I'm pretty sure is true in America. But in Europe, Gun House is not available on PS4, so that's only a Vita game as well. Uh, sadly, I don't have a Vita, so I can't play any of the Vita games. So what I noticed about this month is we already had got For Honor on, if you have a PC, they'd already given For Honor on Steam and since then I know they've given For Honor on other platforms as well like Epic Store. So there's something about For Honor, we were going to all get it eventually but I suppose it's good that we got it on PS Plus for the people that solely play on console and I think an online game like that it's always good to get for free because it's going to boost the community. Another thing about February was that that was the month that we got our cloud storage base expanded. It used to be 10 gigabytes and then they expanded it to 100 gigabytes. Um, I can't say that I've noticed because I don't know. I think the space is just for, for your game saves, I think. So I suppose the only way you would notice a difference is if you'd run out before and then you were like, oh shit, I can't save my game. Because I've run out of space. I do think it actually takes up quite a bit of space to be fair. So um, I like to back up all my saves anyway. Like when I delete a game I back the save up just in case. And then I delete it. And then if I'm ever going to go back to it. I can download it again. So I do think that's useful. Although I don't know if it justifies getting rid of four extra games. So then we had March. Which was the first month of only having two games. So I was very curious to see how this was going to play out. And the games that we got given were Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, which is obviously a first-person shooter, and is a remaster of 2007's COD 4 Modern Warfare. So apparently that is one of the best COD games, so having a remaster, people were hyped about it. And I can see why, it was very good. I enjoyed my time with it. And the other game was The Witness, which is a single player open world puzzle game and it was one that I'd actually predicted it was the one prediction that got right in the whole year. <laughs> I was very happy to get The Witness but I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to but that's why I think it's a good reason 
to give it away on PS Plus because if I'd paid for it and then played it and didn't like it so much the way that I didn't really like it, I would have been really disappointed. But because I got it for free, it's like, I can't complain. I'm really happy to have got to try it. So I think that was a good month, actually. That was probably... Mm, I was going to say the best one so far, but I think February was good as well. In fact, I think they were all decent so far. April, we got Conan Exiles. What a disappointment that was for me. It is an open-world survival game set in the brutal lands of Conan the Barbarian. I thought open-world survival games sounded a really cool idea. Like, after seeing the trailers and stuff, I thought, yeah, I'm going to like this. Like, crafting and surviving. And it just felt, like, a bit broken. It wasn't broken, but there was so much missing. Then, the other game was The Surge, which is a science fiction action RPG, which I described as Dark Souls for people who find Dark Souls too scary or Robot Dark Souls. It is very much a Souls-like game. Um, it's got the same type of, if you want to understand how the game works, think of a Souls game. Uh, obviously, I guess the combat's a bit different. Um, it had a cool variation where you had to attack certain parts of the body to get certain loot and stuff like that, which was really nice. I like that. But, um... A lot of people weren't as struck on it, but I thought it was good. I thought the level design was good, which is a staple of Souls games. But yeah, I think that one's a hit and miss one. You have to try it and find out if that's what you like or not. You can't complain having it like for free though, or part of your PS Plus. So the thing about this month that annoyed me a bit was this was a month when they were like sending out emails. You are getting £79 worth of games. And then when you actually looked into the games, you could get Conan for like 12 quid. You can get the Surge when it's on sale for 15 quid, something like that. You're paying less than 30 if you're going to buy them. And it's, yeah, it's claiming you're getting nearly £80 worth of games, which is just, it's just a lie. Like maybe RRP, yeah, see what you're saying. But no one's paying that. Like it's not, like I don't see how they can in good conscience say that it's £79 worth of games because I don't personally think it is. So that kind of had me, like, because I'm very pro PS Plus. I, I, I like it a lot. But that was felt underhand to me. Then we had May. May happened to be actually one of my favourite months, unexpectedly. So it was just two small games, you know. You can get them cheap enough as it is. First game was Overcooked, like one of my favourite games ever. So Overcooked is a cooking simulation game. It is couch co-op and it's chaos in the kitchen. It will test your teamwork, it will test your temper and it will test your relationships. And if you can get through Overcooked, you can get through anything. <laughs> it's so good, man. Like fire everywhere, like food everywhere but in a really good way <laughs> organized well it's chaos chaos and then it becomes organized chaos and you just like nailing it like a well-oiled machine that's if you can work well together as a team can't praise this game enough to be honest it's good play it with your parents play it with your kids play it with your partner 
There's no one that it doesn't suit. Except from people that lose their temper easy. Don't play with them. Well, you can try, but I wouldn't recommend. And then the second game that we got was What Remains of Edith Finch, which is... <laughs> the internet says is a collection of strange tales about a family in Washington State. It's basically a walking simulator, but it is told in such a creative way. It is quite a unique game. When I say walking simulator, I I've never I never mean it in a bad way. It is a story game. It is a game where you walk along and explore your environment, and and learn a story through it. Now there's more to this one than that anyway. Uh, each story that you get to hear is told in a different way or each story that you get to experience sorry is all told in a different way and it's something that you really have to play yourself to get the most out of it that's probably the most that I can say because I don't want to spoil it however I highly recommend even if you think you don't like walking simulators give this one a go it's not that long it's a couple of hours and you might really enjoy it so yeah, as well as this being my favourite month, it was also the first month that I've actually followed through and finished a full game as a let's play, which was What Remains of Edith Finch. So if anyone wants to check that out, that's somewhere on my channel. And it was like highly, thoroughly enjoyable. really liked it. Do not regret playing it at all. So June, after having two smaller games, then came out with The Borderlands Handsome Collection, which is two games in one, basically. It is Borderlands 2 and Borderlands the pre-sequel. So Borderlands is an action role-playing first-person looter shooter. Yeah? <laughs> it is wacky. It's set in a really cool world. It's kind of, I feel like you're going to like it or you're not. It's not going to be for everyone. But it's got good humour. Well, it it's got subjectively good humor and uh, it's got dark humor and it's just set in this its own little world and i think it's worth a try i don't like first person shooters so it's not for me but i do like tales from the borderlands so it's it, it was interesting for me to try and play this when i know that i really like the other game which is a telltale game and then the other game that we got this month was sonic mania which it's Sonic. I think everyone knows Sonic. But in case you don't, it is basically a fast paced platform game. I think that sums it up. It was a good version of Sonic. It's like retro but modern. I don't really like playing Sonic. I've discovered since trying it because I've played it since I was young, but I never understood how to play it. And it just turns out I'm not that excited about it. So it was it was alright to get, but it wasn't wasn't the best month for me. I preferred the two smaller games the previous month. July was a funny month, so we were supposed to get one game and we got another game. So we were supposed to get Pro Evolution Soccer and Horizon Chase Turbo, but they decided to switch Pro Evolution Soccer with Detroit Become Human. And they didn't really give an explanation. I don't know if it's because a lot of people were complaining about the quality of the games. Because if we got Pro Evolution Soccer and Horizon T Chase Turbo. It's kind of two sports games. And if you're not into sports games, it's just not great. A lot of people kicked up. So then they changed Pro Evolution Soccer to Detroit Become Human. Which I don't think is fair because there were people that were wanting to play Pro Evolution Soccer as well. So... I don't understand what happened that much, that month, but it was a bit controversial. 
So the games we did get, Detroit Become Human is an interactive movie style multi-choice adventure story game. That's what I've written down. So it's, you know, you've got three characters. It's the kind where consequences matter. Um, there's permadeath, three characters. If you do something wrong, they're not going to make it. It's going to change the ending. And there are many, many branches, like probably more branches than any other game of its kind. Well, for sure. The graphics are really nice. And it's a good story. I really like the story as well. Some people didn't like that it was quite on the nose with some stuff. Which, yeah, it was. But that's alright by me. Because I'm, you know, metaphors go over my head anyway half the time. And then the other game was Horizon Chase Turbo. Which is an arcade racing game. I mean, if you like racing games, great. Um, It was, you know, it was a good one. But it's a game that I try once and never try again, uh, sadly. But I still like this month better with Detroit than I did with Pro Evolution Soccer. However, I should mention I did already own Detroit. And I have already played the whole thing on my channel. Um, So that's out there if anyone wants to watch that as well. August had another two games, obviously. This first one was sniper elite 4 which is a third person tactical shooter stealth game that was way better than i thought it was going to be it was it's like a full-on stealth tactical game um i just thought it was going to be shooting targets it's nothing like that at all you've got to make all your own decisions you've got to figure out the best way to approach a situation and then do it and do it well and not get caught and it's not easy i thought it was quite hard it's good though if you like stealth highly recommend and then wipeout omega collection which is the first vr game that we've had the whole year and it turns out the only vr game we got all year which i'm very surprised about but i'll talk about that a bit later so wipeout is a futuristic racing game and it includes both Wipeout HD and Wipeout 2048. So it is kind of like Borderlands Handsome Collection, where it's two games in one. So that's quite nice. I remember commenting while I was playing saying that it was kind of like Mario Kart. Mario Kart, but not Mario Kart. Like the more mechanics that it introduced, the more it felt like Mario Kart. It looks nothing like Mario Kart, but... And I don't, I don't think you can play Wipeout the same way you can play... Mario Kart is in a party setting, but just some of the mechanics, I was like, this is just like Mario Kart. September, we got Darksiders 3, which is a hack and slash action adventure video game. It is obviously a sequel, it's the third in the series. And this one, all of the games in Darksiders seem to have their own kind of genre, I want to say. This one, is very Souls-like for many different reasons. There was no checkpoint before the boss. You were collecting this currency. I can't remember what it was. I was very intrigued by the story. Just, I should have played the game on an easier difficulty setting because I never got past the first boss. Even though the first I mean, it wasn't hard. It was just going to take a bit of patience, that's all. Uh, it was really obvious what you had to do. I just wasn't executing it well enough. And it was punishing me for my mistakes. And I don't like that. <laughs> I don't have the patience for that. 
Then September's second game was Batman Arkham Knight, which is an action-adventure game, and it is the fourth in the Arkham series. It is an open-world Gotham City, and personally, I, yeah, I did... I couldn't stop playing, but at the same time, I needed to stop playing because it's such a sequel that I felt like I'd missed out on so much I needed to play the previous ones first. Although, if you weren't bothered about playing the previous ones, I think it's a good way to start because um, I was highly impressed. I even went as far as to say that I think it's better than Spider-Man. Uh, so, take from that what you want, but I think it's worth a look at for sure. So, it was kind of a superhero month that month. Not the dark side of the superheroes, but it feels superhero-y to play, if that makes sense. And both of these games were sequels as well. But thankfully, they seem to be the type of sequels where you can just jump in if you want to. The thing about Batman, though, was that that had already been free on Epic. So PS Plus are starting to... It's not the first time I've said that. They're starting to... You can not get predictable, but... There's a circle of free games that goes around all the different platforms, isn't there? And you can guarantee, if it's going around the other platforms, it's going to end up on PS Plus at some point. Thankfully, Epic, who had Arkham Knight for free, also had some of the previous games for free as well. So I'm going to play them before I actually play Arkham Knight on the PlayStation. So that I can get all the rest of the backstory, because, like I say, I felt like I was missing a lot. October which is Halloween month and they gave us The Last of Us which was a surprise and wasn't a surprise. Um, It's old enough now that they've probably got as many sales as they're going to get out of it. The other thing though is everyone probably already owns it. So, well I did. (laughs) So The Last of Us is a 2013 post-apocalyptic action-adventure game. It's very based on story and it's I want to say it's like probably the most famous PS4 exclusive. People love it. Like people really, really love it. I played the intro. I've already watched the game, so it didn't, um, you know, I already knew what was going to happen. However, like I said in my video, it did feel different playing it myself compared to watching it. And I think it would have more of an emotional impact if I had played it myself first rather than watching it. However, I mean, it's a classic. I have to recommend it. Then the second game this month was Major League Baseball The Show 19. I didn't get on well at all with this game. So it's it's a baseball video game. It is FIFA for baseball. Okay, um, you can do you can do a whole season. You can do a quick match. You can do whatever you want. There's lots of different options for the settings and stuff. But overall, you just, you're playing baseball. You have to like baseball if you're going to like this game. It was a bit of a strange month, I found, to be honest. They were both PS4 exclusives, so that's an interesting note. November had the games Neo, which is a action RPG, or, in my words, Japanese Dark Souls. We have had a few Souls-type games, haven't we? I'm kind of glad we get them, because I would never buy them. And it is fun to try them. Neo is good, like, from what I played, I really liked it. It has its own little angle on Dark Souls, and I really like the setting of the the beginning of the game, because even though it's Japanese Dark Souls, the beginning is set in London, so that's really interesting. 
it is set alongside real history so that's cool as well and then the other game of November was Outlast 2 which is a first person psychological horror survival game or in my description Blair Witch the game because that's what it is I did not get far enough to make many comments except from yes it is scary <laughs> yes it feels tense and nope just nope 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 not for me I feel like this month should have been October they should have switched them around because this feels like like Neo and Outlast 2 both seem like good Halloween games The Last of Us yeah also could be a good Halloween game but baseball I mean that could just be personal opinion I'm just not a fan of the baseball game and the final month of the year this is obviously December which is Titanfall 2 it is a futuristic robot first person shooter video game it's a very cool game there are portions when you are a person shooting and there are portions where you are a robot shooting you can be a robot fighting robots you can be a robot fighting people you can be a person fighting people but when you are a robot you are a giant robot you're not a silly little robot you're a cool robot and it's good monster energy supercross the official video game was the final game of the year i'm never gonna get over that never gonna get over it um it is a supercross game don't particularly want to talk about it i wasn't a fan that's all i can say if you want to know more about that maybe go back and watch the video but it, i just didn't like it it was very much an anti-climax at the end of a decent year. So that was all of the games of the year. It's been quite a variety in my opinion actually. Uh, I've got a few little statistics. There was only one VR game. There was only one horror game. There was only one puzzle game. But after that there's kind of a bit of everything. I actually found that the most games... Well, kind of the sports, if you put sports and racing in the same category, the sports and racing games kind of filled out, which kind of makes sense because they're probably cheaper ones as well. But when it comes to racing games, we've got Supercross, we've got Wipeout, we've got Horizon Chase Turbo, and then sports, we've got Steep and Major League Baseball. And then we almost got Pro Evolution Soccer. So that's like, that's five games, almost six games. And it, it feels like quite a lot because it's quite a specific, it's it's a bit niche. They're all a bit niche and that is not my niche. So it's a bit, it's a lot. It feels like padding to me. <clears throat> I'm not saying that it is, but that's just a little bit like how it felt. There are a few indie games. More particularly though at the beginning when we were still getting the extra games. There was a few Souls-like games. There was three, Neo, Darksiders 3 and Surge. There was a couple of stealth games. Uh, there was three first-person shooters. There was a couple of story games. And if I counted right, there was five PS exclusives. So I'm not saying they were all PS exclusives because Neo used to be PlayStation exclusive and now it's also available on PC. However, for the five, we had The Last of Us, Neo... Detroit, Wipeout, and Major League Baseball. So they were all in the back end of the year, like the back half of the year, sorry. 
So they seem to ramp up the exclusives as we went on. I'm not sure what the reason is for that, but I don't blame them for doing it because they have to do something to try and stand out against the people that are genuinely giving games away for free where you don't even have to pay for a subscription. Like Epic and Steam, they keep having random games go, especially Epic, so many games going for free. And the only way that PlayStation can really compete with that especially since they've lowered the amount of games that they've given us, is to give us things that the other stores can't give us. So that's kind of a, a reason that I think that they have ramped up the PS exclusives. Maybe it's because there's more now than ever as well, uh, if that makes sense, especially because the PS5 is announced for next year. So it's probably time for them to start building people's libraries. Um, and with PS5 being backwards compatible... It seems like a good thing to do and to solidify people investing in the PS5 instead of moving over to Xbox. There was definitely some trends over the year. So most of the games that they gave, most of the months, at least one of the game was relevant for the time. Um, I mentioned it a few times in some of my roundups. For example, The Last of Us. The Last of Us 2 is, you know, coming soon. Uh... Neo came out around the Neo 2 open beta for the sequel. Darksiders 3, Darksiders Genesis. At a stretch, I could say that Batman Arkham Knight Joker came out. That could be... Could or could not, I don't know. Borderlands, Borderlands 3. Sonic, the Sonic movie. <laughs> Overcooked, um, Overcooked 2 had some DLC coming out at that time. The Surge, The Surge 2 was coming out. For Honor had been free on a lot of other platforms. Hitman, Hitman 2 was actually coming out as well. So a lot of them have come out when there were sequels either upcoming or announced or something like that. So I would say in the future, if you want to predict any games that are going to come out, start looking at what's coming up. I mean, it, it doesn't always work out. It didn't work out for me on most of my predictions. But I think it's a good way to get an idea of what could potentially be coming out as a free game so with that said some games that i expect for next year i definitely i think i would expect potentially some like the bioshock collection hasn't there been a lot of hype about um a bioshock 4 lately so i would imagine you know bioshock collection is quite cheap now i would imagine we could get that um some version of a resident evil game i think we could get with resident evil 3 Next year, I doubt they would give Resident Evil 2 Remake. I don't think they should give Resident Evil 2 Remake because it's really good. Like, I think it deserves to be paid for if you want that one. But um, it could help sales for uh, Resident Evil 3, though. They could give Resident Evil 7 VR as well. So, mm, could do that. Watch Dogs, because the new Watch Dogs that has been announced, I think, like, it's such an easy giveaway for them to give because they're cheap as hell now they might as well just give it some ps4 exclusives i think they should definitely look into giving horizon zero dawn i'm pretty sure they're talking about a sequel aren't they for horizon zero dawn so that would make sense as well also if they're doing any more dlc like they only need to give the base game away and they'll still get people paying for the frozen wilds and also i mentioned this in my last monthly review in december God of War, I think, is what they should give 
for January's next game because what more is going to encourage people to buy PS Plus if they've been getting a new console over the Christmas period what is going to encourage them more than giving one of the best PS4 exclusives God of War it's gone really cheap in the Christmas sale and I guess the only downside is they'll get a lot of complaints off people that have bought it and people asking for refunds but I think that would be one hell of a way to kick off the year is giving away God of War I think a couple of other potential things they could give is I think they should give Elder Scrolls Online. It's really cheap just to get the base version and they are constantly giving, um, creating new, I don't want to call it DLC, like expansions. So I think most recently they announced Skyrim, which was really funny to read about on the internet because everyone's like, oh my god, they're releasing Skyrim again in another Elder Scrolls game. <laughs> I think it's genius. <laughs> I think it's really funny. So... I think Elder Scrolls Online, just the base game, would be a good choice. You can get it for pounds. Um, and it's actually... I like it. I've put in so many hours. Like, I think I've put in hundreds of hours. I've completed... Well, it's all changed, actually, since I was playing it. But I've completed the main quest as it was. And I would like... It's a good one that you can just jump into. And I would like to get more into it again, if I could. Then, I don't know how you pronounce this one, but Man of Medan... You know the Until Dawn devs, they are doing like an, I think they call it an anthology series, which is where they are doing a series of games and Man of Medan is the first one and I never heard much hype around it. Obviously I was following it, but I didn't hear a lot of hype and I think maybe giving it away will potentially encourage people to buy the rest of the series. I do feel a bit worried because... They haven't really done anything particularly good since Until Dawn. Uh, Rush of Blood was good on VR, but Hidden Agenda missed the mark for me. And I haven't played The Impatient yet, which is also VR. To be honest, I'm not going to play it. Who am I kidding? It's too scary for me. But um, that hasn't had any hype either, which just makes me think they, they mustn't be doing it i don't know if they're not doing as good quality as until dawn or what but i have kind of heard mixed things about man of medan and i think it's a good way to get people on board is to let them try it and then get ready to buy the next in the series especially because it's got some co-op features as well makes a lot of sense for ps plus and then just another throwaway guess of something that i think we could well, this is very biased, that we could get in 2020 is maybe a UFC game because they've obviously given quite a few sports and racing games away. I feel like UFC, why not? <laughs> it's only because I train in friggin' jiu-jitsu. But I would like to, to try it. And if they're going to give any sports game, please give a one that I would play. Or at least maybe potentially enjoy. At least the one where I understand the sport. Kind of. <laughs> that's kind of that's all the list that I've got written down. We'll see how many of them come to light. Also, I mean, there's so many games that I've never heard of, so <laughs> like might be none of them. It could be all games that I don't know, which I am up for to be fair, because that's how you learn new games that you like. You know, I, I like it when they give us different stuff. 
I would be up for more indie type games as well for sure but it's just I feel like they could just throw in the odd one now and again like they used to we were so spoiled before and now it's just like just have two and absolutely no more (laughs) it's quite sad what I do think they need to do they have to do more VR games I feel like maybe for January they should do God of War something else and a VR game because so many people will have invested in a VR for Christmas because like I imagine next year there won't be as many VR sales because of the PS5 unless they release a new one by then I'm not sure but people are going to be saving up for the new consoles so I think now is the time they need to hammer the VR giving us some free games so that people can build a library and the only thing even if they don't own VR the only thing they're waiting for is to buy one and then they've got a library ready waiting because I really do genuinely believe it is not just a gimmick, it is, it's the way forward in a sense, it's not the whole way forward, there's, it's never going to take over in my opinion, like there's always a place for flat screen stuff, but VR, it is not just a gimmick, it is unbelievable, I think the people that don't get it are the people that have never tried it, because I've never felt such a sense of scale, it is impossible to capture unless you are in them goggles, and I think the they need to give people more reason to buy it because people are stubborn and they need convincing and I just want PSVR to go far well all VR I I want it it will go far pretty sure it's the future but I just feel like we need to support it to allow developers to get more interest in it to make more games for it that won't happen if people don't get on board early you know it's just going to take longer so I think we should definitely get some more VR games. Even just cheap ones. Even just, like, give me the Batman VR game. I'm not going to buy it, but I really want to try it. So I feel like that's my phrase of the year. Just my final observation about the whole year is that most of it is games that go on sale for very cheap. So I don't expect any, like, 50 quid games going anytime soon but that's why I think it's the optimal time for God of War and stuff now and Horizon Zero Dawn because they're all like £15 maximum now well in the sales so I think we're on to this this new generation of free games I think that's where we should be whether that's what we actually get is another thing and I am absolutely no professional I am just a person projecting my feelings I'd love to know what anyone else thinks do you agree with me do you have any better ideas do you think they're fine how they are or do you think they've not lived up to how it used to be when they used to give us more games Uh, how's the year been for you have you had have you found any hidden gems that you've really liked that you wouldn't have bought Or is there something that you'd already bought and you were pissed that it came out? Tell me anything. Like, I love PS Plus discussions. Um, As long as it's not all just negative and shitting on it. I like to have, you know, constructive discussions. So, yeah, feel free to give us a shout anywhere that you would like. I am on, obviously, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. You can find me there, Control Alt Noob, everywhere. You might be listening to this as a podcast. If so, head over to my YouTube and see my channel. If you're listening to this on YouTube, you can have a look at my podcast if you like. It's exactly the same stuff. It's just more accessible if you are out and about because 
Um, like I've mentioned before, I like to listen to podcasts myself, so I thought, because you can't watch a video while you're walking, can you? So I thought, at least if I can, these ones where I'm just talking, I can release them as a podcast as well, in case anyone just wants to catch up like that. Um, let me know what you think of this video as well, I'm trying to put a bit more effort into this one, just out of curiosity to see if anybody likes it. I don't really have time to do this all the time, but I definitely enjoy doing the odd one off every now and again. So, if you have watched this or if you've been around for the whole year of my series or anything in between, can't thank you enough because I've thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it and I'm going to keep going. I'm looking forward to 2020. By this time next year, it will be PS5 season, so I've got no idea what to expect leading up to that. I think they need to release some bangers of games, so I'm going to keep going and i'll see you all in 2020 next year which is tomorrow when i release this video and if anyone's watching it's probably right now so thank you for listening and catch you later bye bye